Welcome everyone to another Slab Stocks YouTube live show. My name is Aaron, one of your hosts, joined by Nate today. And we are talking about a lot of sports and a lot of sports card market trends in relation to sports because recently there's been some cards that are falling, free falling, I would actually say. Uh, and a lot of it's not because I think of the market strength. You know, over the past six months, I think whenever you see a 30, 40% drop in a given card, a lot of people are attributing it to just lack of interest in sports cards or lack of spending. Uh, Nate, I don't think that's the case here today for most of these cards we're about to talk about. I'd say it's a, it's a gain, a gain in weight that is causing a drop. <laughs> well, that, that's for one of the players, unless you think Mahomes got chubby too. <laughs> no, but I gotta say, well, I mean, we'll get in, we'll get into Mahomes. Nate, we'll Nate over Mahomes. here calling someone chubby for gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> Me, yeah, it's messing around with you. <laughs> um what's up what's up uh global sports car investor creed how we doing good to see you all uh we are going to get into a lot of discussion today i do hope all of you who joined today really enjoy the episode and get involved with our discussion please talk with us as we talk about these cards and as we talk about these players and these uh cards and how they're changing and as you can see off the start here superstar crash uh the title is what do you do with a sports card that is crashing that you're holding on to that's pretty much the overall question of today's live stream we'll talk about some cards going up in price too uh but but a lot of these happen to be ones that are also going down in price uh i'll get this out of the way now Dwayne, what's up gents looks let's hook up at the chicago show friday yeah Dwayne's going nate i forgot to tell you hey, well. uh, very, very pumped to see Dwayne at the chicago sports spectacular that is on friday the 19th we will be there and then at the same place as the national donnelly stevenson convention center global sports card investors wearing his slab stocks gold t-shirt thank you man i appreciate that that's over a year ago now you That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, let's just jump right into it. Nate, fire us off with baseball to start because we had a World Series winner. We did. We had a World Series winner. We had a uh, Braves over the Astros. Thank goodness. I don't think anybody outside of Houston and Lujanu wanted to see the Astros win. And very thankful that the Braves pulled it off. I don't know how they pulled it off. I mean, I do know how they pulled it off, but it's like you lose your best player. You lose Mike Soroka, arguably your best pitcher at the start of the season. You lose, Char you lose Charlie Morton at the start of the World Series. Um, and yet they didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss a beat. They won the whole thing. Um, really goes to show you that as long as you make it in the playoffs, it doesn't matter what happens You know, before the playoffs. As long as you make it in, you have a shot. And so I think it should go for literally every single team in the MLB that you should be playing for the playoffs because you never know what might happen, you know? I mean, if you have a chance to get there, and most of these teams don't make it each of these years, why not go for it, right? Well, like the, odds the Braves, the Braves, what, coming, up to the, coming up to the trade deadline, um, it wasn't like they were, like, a good team per se, but they still made trades, and yeah, they, they still acquired guys. Stuff. And a lot of teams shy away from that if they're around 500 or below 500 because they don't want to give up the prospect capital or take on the money in a season that could end up, you know, with them not making the playoffs. They don't want to do that. But the Braves were like, you know what? Whatever. We're going to take on this money. We're going to give up some prospects. We're going to take a shot at it. And their little shot at trying to make the playoffs ended up with them with a World Series championship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Rob. I love how Rob walks in and says, what's up, boys? And he gets out of the way. And then he goes on and say, bro, Braves world champs. He's a huge Braves fan, I remember. And uh, 
Yes, man. Congrats. There you go. Yeah. Incredible. So shout out to the Braves for trying. And uh, shout out Freddie Freeman. You can see his prices here. You become a world champ. One of your best cards is going to go up in price. And uh, this little uh, tops 2011 tops Diamond, which blows my mind that Freddie Freeman and Mike Trout are same year, you know, 1200 bucks for this card, which obviously is significantly lower than Trout, but still a great price. Now, the one the one small downside to this whole thing is that Freddie Freeman is now a free agent. He's 32 and now a free agent. Um, and I got to imagine he resigns with the Braves. But in case he doesn't, I'll be interested to see where this card goes because on one hand, you have the, oh, if Freddie Freeman goes to the Yankees or the Dodgers or, you know, somebody like that, it would be. But if he goes somewhere different, say the Tigers throw a ton of money at him. I don't know if this card would go up because of that. I think it would probably just go down. Yeah, no way. The only way this card keeps going up is if he stays with the Braves or goes to even bigger market. Nate, question. Uh, what, what's the timeline on the free agency deal? Like, when could when could you expect Freeman to sign a deal or rumors about signing oh, a deal? Oh, I have no idea. You you never know. I mean, some years the top guys go, some of the top guys go relatively quick, and some years they linger on in free agency for... I suppose I should rephrase months. that question. When's the earliest that someone can, re- can sign with a new team? Is it oh, winter meetings? No. Before um, that? It's coming up here pretty quick, but I don't have the... I don't have the... Um, exact date i guess here's here's my point is if someone were to prospectively want to make money on freddie freeman who owns nothing of him right now i would suggest waiting a while for this world series hype to die down maybe look back into his cards maybe pick up one after it drops back down maybe a little bit above what they were it definitely won't go back to what they were pre-world series and then uh maybe grab one i guess if you think he might go to a big market if you don't think he'll go to a big market you believe what nate just said then uh and and Rob says that he's going to be a brave for life. So, I mean, I, I, I am not expecting him to go anywhere. But you never know if there's a team, and I'm going to bring up the Tigers again. I don't expect the Tigers to go after him. But just for reference point, because the Tigers are a bad team with a lot of money, but good young pitching and good young prospects, you never know if a team like that says to themselves, hey, Freddie Freeman just won a championship. He knows exactly what it takes. We can have him mentor the young guys, and also we're kind of an up-and-coming team. We can throw oodles and oodles of money at him that the Braves can't match, and we'll give Freddie Freeman um, five years and $160 million, and all of a sudden the Braves are like, ooh, that takes him up to age 37 or 38. He's a free agent. That's way too much money for us. Y- you just never know. I don't expect it to happen, but I could see a scenario where an a up and coming team decides that they want the championship pedigree and the good bat that Freddie Freeman brings and pays in oodles of money. Got a comment here from Dwayne. I did that trade, Aaron. He was in a PSA six Gretzky. He bought it at the peak in February. It says minus $800. And I imagine that you're saying that he bought it at like, let's just say 24 and then it was worth 16 today. That's what I think he's trying to say here. He did a trade for a 2019 tops from auto of lag Guerrero junior PSA 10 rookie Franco base PSA 10 Otani foil 2019 rookie cup PSA 10 and $700 sounds pretty good to me and he also said just an example of getting out of a card you are in the red on again the more liquid slash upside I love Gretzky and I love Gretzky's rookie cards but you can't argue with uh, making a movie think it's going to put you in better position to make more moves on top of that um, definitely game flexibility matters a lot and I still have a story to share on a card I traded I got more flexibility and that took me way further and a way shorter amount of time. Haven't shared that story yet. 
But I do agree with Dwayne. Nay, I am starting to value flexibility so much in sports cards. Um, I, I also value having a rare card. But if you can get like nice rare cards and multiples versus just one, and you're able to buy and sell those all the way up, it it it's it could prove well. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. All right, next up, one more Braves World Series champion. I just uh, got this graph cooking today. We posted this to Instagram. Jorge Soler, this is his 2012 Bowman Chrome Auto first 9.5, 10, uh, depicted there with the Cubs. And if you see, I mean, this guy was obviously not really respected in the card market when he was on the Braves at the end of the season. They go on that run, and they're hovering between $30 and $60. And incredibly enough, they go all the way up to 125 after his insane World Series performance, three home runs with that Game 6, just mammoth bomb. And since that point, it's been about a week now. Uh, actually, a week's tomorrow. But it's only dropped, like, 40 bucks, 30 bucks. Like that's not that crazy. You know, you kind of, sometimes when you see it, you kind of expect it to run back down to 70 pretty quickly. I do think that an auction went for 70 the same day. One went for like a hundred. So the average might've pulled up a little bit, but the crazy thing is that the day that it won, that the Braves won the world series on the second, when he had that huge home run, 24 base auto nine, five, 10 sold. That's sp- very specifically a base auto nine, five, 10 of this card, 24 sold. I mean, there was thousands of Solaire cards that sold that day crazy it's crazy and i i, I mean he those this card used to be worth even more than this he was a top prospect back in the day i had a lot of hype for the cubs i remember but yeah i don't expect this to hold matt said that he's not young price also, probably won't hold also he is a free agent too so he is a free agent too but the, hey i'll tell you what i don't really care heck of a run insane world series tied for the most home runs in this in a series i think in a world series series and uh that deserves to increase the value of a card. It just does. I mean, when it's you true. when you make history like that, it, it just does. No matter what what is up coming for you, I I'm not expecting this to probably hold around hundred dollars over the next three months uh, at all. I could see it going back down to 70, 60 very quickly. But um, considering it's like thirty dollars middle of October, which is crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and that doesn't seem too bad too. Like if you were a Braves fan, like hey, let me just grab a Solaire nine five auto for thirty bucks. What's, what's crazy is I know he played with the Royals, but this dude hit forty eight home runs two years ago, not in twenty twenty, but in twenty nineteen. Forty eight bombs. Yeah, that's a lot. Thirty dollar card with the Royals, right? He had, yeah, that's crazy. Hey, we got a super chat here from Jam hey. one two three one. Thank you for that five dollar super chat. There are deals to be had. Just bought an SEC nine five J Rod yellow first. For way less than half of a recent one or comp of the same card. He's on the Julio train. Love that. On the Julio train. Thank you so much for that, by the way. And uh, before we get too far into this live stream, we're looking at all these different charts today and these different cards to try to analyze what's going on with the market and the sports scene. Uh, All these are courtesy of Slabstocks Pro, pro pro.slabstocks.com, 100% free data platform. Um, If you hop online right now and type in pro.slabstocks.com, you'll see the page that is on the screen right now. And actually, let me uh, I'm just going to share the link for you all to click if you all want to do that. Um, there we go. And uh, you can create your account free now and do tons of different things like we're doing. It will display throughout the live stream today. You can uh, view all the different graphs, all the different data. You can view the different trenders one week, one month, you know, three months, one year, five years, depending on if we have enough data. Head to head, compare different cards for free. Track your collection, your portfolio based on that. We have it in the database right now. Um, and then you can also submit a slab request i will say that we are working constantly to try better the database better the data better the cards in here 
and we are um, in the midst of reconfiguring a couple of things on the back end. They're going to allow us to scale that faster. So uh, it is 100% free. We want to make it free for the community to use because we know that this is a valuable tool that many people can't get access to if it is paid for. So just bear in mind that, you know, there are going to be some things we're constantly changing. We're putting out updates. We're trying to make it better as we go. Um, but the most important thing was just to put it out there for you to use and start to get your hands on it. So we'll uh, progress over time. But there you go, pro.slabsocks.com to sign up for a 100% free account. And we will get going with the rest of today's live stream looking at the different cards. Oh, boy. I'm not ready for this one yet, Nate. You can start. <laughs> All right. Now, I will I will say this before we begin. Number one, a lot of quarterbacks have a bad first game. Aaron Rodgers had a bad first game. Troy Aikman had a bad first game. Peyton Manning had a bad first year. I was going to say first um, year. <laughs> uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence, pretty atrocious this year. Now has busted up his ankle or whatever. Um so, I think he came back and played in the in that game. Yeah, I didn't. Well, they got that nine, nine to six win. I did not pay attention to the the Bills Jaguars game at all. I just saw the tweet that said uh, Trevor Lawrence can't put pressure on his leg. Um, so you know, it's one of those things where you you can't take too much from one game. Now, the disappointing thing is that the Chiefs' defense is atrocious, straight up terrible. And Jordan Love had a lot of bad throws. Like, a lot of the balls that Aaron Rodgers would just zip to the wide receiver felt like they were floating in the air for for years. And he also had throws that just way behind, way above, way, way, way above uh, on screens out to the flat. And um, it it just was like... Some of it was probably on coaching like every single third down they sent pressure you're not going to expect jordan love to be able to call that out and bro they didn't number one they and didn't he, they yeah. didn't even call plays for it until the fourth quarter like to counteract the blitz yeah and so then he dropped back and get absolutely obliterated eight man rush and there is you know there's nothing he's going to be able to do he's not going to be able to call that out he's not aaron Rodgers. he doesn't have that experience um and they weren't getting him quick hitters three-step drop and he has a guy in his face in- instantaneously so a lot of it I don't think you can I don't think you can judge Jordan Love on this game. Now the last drive was significantly better. Um but also it for all the coaching and stuff there was still a lot of things that just did not look promising. So, you know, I I I don't know where I stand on Jordan Love after this one game. I don't think I've moved at all. I still think he's a project and I still think he might be able to have a good career, but it's crapshoot in the NFL, you know. Yeah, and I think it's best for uh, the non-Packer fans in the comments right now, or Packer fans too, if you're here, uh, drop your thoughts in on Jordan Love and his uh, potential career going forward, or at least his, his card investments. As we see right here is 2020 Prism Base PSA 10. Now, this is a base card, remember. Uh, these things are super volatile as it is, and then add in your first career start, uh, just like out of the blue when Rodgers gets COVID, and it jumps up to like $200. Now it's back down to 117 on the most recent auction, I believe that is. Might have been buying it now. Um you know, watching the game, the first three quarters, clearly there's a lot of uh, bad throws, nervousness, bad play calling, uh, inability for the special teams to pick up your quarterback once his first start. I mean, yeah, that that's the other thing. You I know, mean, how can you be confident playing offense when your special teams can't even operate? <laughs> we had we had two missed field goals, one being a block, um, both being high snaps, bad holds. You know, when they try to get the ball to spin so that yeah. the teams are facing outwards, not right. once. The, the second time the seams were facing in towards the foot, the second the first time the seams were facing towards the side. 
Yeah. Um. So you know, iffy stuff there, and then uh, uh, the 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 punt that they touched on, like, or we touched on, like, our twenty, and they picked up easy field goal. All of a sudden, you know, you don't have that. It's ten seven. Um, we make one of our field goals. It's ten ten. You know, we yeah. don't go for it on fourth down and in, in uh, like our territory or the fifty yard line at the end of the half. They don't get a chance to kick another field goal. Seven seven, and all of a sudden you're looking at you're looking at Jordan Love, and you're like, all right, he did enough to he did enough. Um, well, I really want him to get another drive at the very end. I know it would have been like a two minute drill, high pressure situation, but. Man, that last drive of the fourth quarter after the interception, and even leading up to the interception, he finally looked like he was like kind of okay with what was going on. Now, I will say the Chiefs kind of stopped blitzing with the game running down, at least as much as they were. Also, but, uh, also we should remember that the Chiefs' defense is it is it's so terrible. Bad. Aaron Rodgers would have dropped like forty points on him yesterday, probably. Also, can well we'll talk about Patrick. Is Patrick Mahomes in the next slide? He's very much so in here. I can't say he's in the next slide, but he's very much so in oh, here. Oh, you should have kept him as the next slide. That well, was... I rearranged some stuff. My bad. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it now then. The Chiefs, you know, you you sit here and you watch, you, you see Sports Center and stuff, and you don't really see like the Chiefs play. You just know they're struggling. You know, their offensive line was doing bad and their defense was iffy and, you know, whatever. Wow. Are they, uh, they they're terrible. Bro, they are a terrible team. They beat a Packers team 13 to 7. They had their backup QB in that clearly wasn't ready and also was missing. That Chiefs defense couldn't go up against a Packers or Chiefs offense couldn't go up against a Packers defense that was missing their best pass rusher. Their top two cornerbacks, because Eric's, you know, Jared's out and Eric Stokes got injured early on in the game. Um, And Kenny Clark, their best defensive lineman and best run, run stuffer, out. No Zedarius Smith, no pass rush. That's why I said their best pass rusher. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I was thinking Kenny um, Clark for a second when you said that. Which so, obviously pass rush. So you're missing. You're missing. You're playing a team that has. Uh, that is playing. You're playing a team that has almost all of their big money guys and talent out on defense. You're Patrick Mahomes. You're Tyreek Hill. You're Travis Kelsey. You know. You're Miko Hardman. You should be putting up points. And wow. They were they put up 13 points against this Packers defense. Now shout out the Packers defense, despite not having the quote unquote talent. Um, dude, they play their hearts out week in and week out. My man Barnes is a stud, serious yeah. stud. That was amazing. That was an amazing tackle on the one yard line. But it's like, I I just you never really know until you watch it, and then you watch a team like the Chiefs that you're like, well, they'll eventually snap out of it. Dude, they were terrible against the Giants at home, too. I swear, Mahomes was, like, not even reading the defense. Like, for at least 90% of that game until, like, maybe the last play. <laughs> like, you know, like, I felt like he's a step behind every single time. He's just yeah. like, even, okay, even when you get a free play, that was like, you got you didn't give the guy a chance. He's threw right to a guy. Like, and then even Kevin King missed the pick, too, on that one. But, dang, yeah, we'll talk about the Chiefs more in a little bit. Uh, next slide. I really want to share a community spotlight here because right before going live, I noticed that, uh, Roberto, Roberto joined the show, uh, about a month ago. Now his name is uh, storybook cards on Instagram, Roberto Galvez on Twitter. He has been putting together the kaboom settings, talking about kabooms with us like a month ago. And he put together the entire 2018 Panini kaboom set. Finally, he just got the Barkley, I think, which is his last edition. 
And he's got, I think, what does it look like, eight golds in, in there. All of these, I believe, are PSA and BGS 9 or higher. Uh, and his plan now is to upgrade the 9s to 10s and upgrade the base to golds. So he's just going nuts here. But I really want to highlight that because that's an insane set. Um, big congrats, Roberto, for completing that. And uh, best of luck to upgrade what is already one of the best sets I've seen put together. Like, kind of funny to say that that, that has room to be upgraded, but it's it's really cool. I mean, all different sports. They're all different players. And then, obviously, the best of that is the KD, Steph, and Clay Thompson trio gold, which is crazy. Nate, is that crazy? <laughs> I don't it, know if you saw it. It, it is crazy. I saw, I saw his post on the singular cards. I didn't actually see the full post, you know? Yeah. Of... of uh all the cards at the same time, but I can't imagine the amount of work that has to go into that, the amount of capital that has to go into that. Very impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy for sure. I'm actually sharing this post on Instagram right after this live stream too. All right, here we are. We're going to talk about the discussion of what do you do with cards of players that are crashing. This applies basically to this discussion for today, design and Mahomes, but the theories can be applied to really any player that you may believe in or may not believe in, I suppose. Um, Zion Williamson, one of those players that, what, I'd have to say like 50 plus percent of the people that collect basketball cards has at least one Zion Williamson card, maybe even higher, maybe 75%. Uh, he was amazing last year. I love me some Zion. Nate loves Zion. Uh, to see, we talked about this last week, I, I believe, the whole weight gain thing over the summer is pretty disappointing. Um, who knows what went into that, what's coming out of it going into the season, but clearly it has affected his market. Normally stuff like that, I feel like, kind of just like falls by the wayside but with his not lack of starting the season healthy and then the rumored huge weight gain it's been really brutal i mean look at the last six months this card hit basically hit an all-time low of 2450 this is 2019 prism silver psa 10 it was only up to four thousand dollars in the past as of six months ago it's a 38 percent drop in six months talking about one of the supposed best young stars in the nba that could really be the face of the league going forward um, now, we all know that the best ability is availability, as Nate always says, and he hasn't been available to start the season. That's and it's never, you know, last year he kind of squashed all my injury concerns when he played like a ton of the games and averaged like 27 points a game and stuff and seemed like he's doing fine. Uh, but now there's more worry with the weight um, on that body, I guess, to to hold up. It's not like he's 7'3", like people were saying, like Shaq. Uh, he's one of what four or five players that are like six eight or four or five players that are over two ninety in general, right? Or he's, over six, he's six six. He might be just six six with shoes on type of thing. He might yeah, you know true. six five. It, it's hand up, love love Zion. If I had the money, I'd still buy because I love Zion, and he's just an animal. And I think it's probably worth the risk. That being said. If you're going, if you play injured, if you're injured your rookie year and you don't play, and then you are play your second year and um, are on restrictions and stuff, and then get off restrictions, I think at the end of the year and was awesome, absolutely awesome and dominant and obliterated everyone. You know, it's one of those things where uh, you think you'd take that and run with it, right? Take that momentum, and he took that momentum and ate with it. And I'm not, I'm, and then that's me. That's mean, but, uh, it's just, it's just the thing that worries me is that if you can, if you can sit there and miss an entire season and then come back and dominate, and that doesn't give you the motivation to stay in shape, 
and to take your game to another level. And because of your extra weight, you have now a foot injury. Um, and who knows, you know, who knows how that foot injury is going to hamper his ability to get underweight for this yeah. season. Um, you know, if you're, if you have that going on and you didn't take it seriously before, you know, okay, maybe this is a wake up call and he takes it seriously, or maybe he takes it seriously for a year. And then two years from now, he's back over 300, back over 300 pounds. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't know where you can what you can gauge with him. Like, I want him so badly to just be like, yeah, that was a mistake to get over 300 pounds. I'm going to be lean 275 for the rest of my career, jacked out of my mind and dominant. But he needs, he needs I to like take a trip with the honest to Greece and just like do nothing but work out together and like, I don't know, do whatever else they want to do. But uh, I would, I, you know, the same thing as Nate. Um, I'd love nothing more for this guy to be amazing. I think he's a great kid. He always has seemed very impressive when he talks to people, when he talks to reporters. And uh, if he can bring the weight down, if he can remain healthy, and if he can dominate like he has been, I still think that he is probably the single best buy in the market after dropping 38% in the last six months. Um, Like Nate said, that comes with a lot of risk. You really got to be in a financial study situation, right? Like, Buying this for twenty four hundred dollars, there's a chance that that does not go up this entire season. What if he just what if he just can't stay healthy on the court this entire season? It's for sure going down to like eighteen hundred or lower. Uh, well, you know, outside of dieting, how do you lose weight if you have a foot injury? Exactly, You're not working but out. I will say, like dieting is such a big part of it too. Of just like weight, like obviously uh, being in playing shape is a different story than like weight management. Like you gotta obviously move and stuff to be in playing shape, but weight management—he should be able to manage the weight even with the foot injury, or at least if they are helping him. I don't get that. I don't get how you're on an NBA team, top fitness, top training, top all this stuff, and they don't like manage that for him, or at least like get involved in him. Hey Nate, remember what happened when Vlad came back and was like lean and jacked in a sense, and he just had an amazing season. You got to think that maybe it's like, all right, hey, this is your second off season. Vlad had two off seasons. Uh, it's time to get serious. Let's be like the best young player in the NBA. Like you can be, I hope it's like that because just like Nate said, if, if I had the money, um, I would for sure grab some type of on-card autograph design. And I, I even might try to in the near future. I don't know. Um, he, I, I hope he comes back and does really well, but for everyone watching $2,400, is it worth the risk today on 2019 Prism silver PSA 10 or cards like this? It doesn't have to be this exact card. If it's not for you, is it worth the risk to bet on Zion Williamson and in general, the, the general theory of what do you do with cards that are crashing? Let's say you bought this for $3,000 I imagine if you bought for $3,000 you're not in the type of spot where this is like the only card in your collection and you're like risking all your money. Um, if that was the case, then uh, I do kind of feel bad that you might have made a decision like that. But I would say I wouldn't sell. I wouldn't sell for 38% loss. If I bought this at 4,000, there's no way. There's no way you catch me selling this card for 38% loss. No. I I would I would hope I would hope and pray that Zion decides that he wants to take his fitness seriously. And if he decides that, you'll gain that money back because he still has all the talent in the world. He's still he's still be a beast. He'd probably be a beast. If his foot was healthy and he's 300 pounds, he'd probably still be a beast. You know? Yeah. Maybe a little bit slower. Maybe not jump as high, but he'd still be a beast. And so, uh, 
And you would definitely have a window to sell before anyone could start to talk about like long-term, like can't play next 15 years, like LeBron type of deal. Yeah. Like, you'd have and, a window and, to and sell. And it's unlikely that he will have that long of a career anyways. Oh, for sure. Six, I mean, six, 285 pounds when he's healthy. That, that does not scream like that does not scream. I'm going to be a dominant player at the age of 33. Right. And the nice thing about this specific card is that this is a darn tough card to grade. Let me look up the population report because I don't want to just say that. I mean, I know it is, but I want to at least drop some numbers to, to give some perspective. Um, this is not an easy card to grade. A lot of these things were off-centered. A lot of them had surface issues from at least the ones I've seen in different silvers and different prism base cards and stuff from 2019. And while it – what? why didn't that just pop up for me? That's weird. Uh, while while there were more 2019 Prism Silvers created than 2018, 2017, 2016, all those years, given Zion's standing in the market, I, I would not like hesitate to buy this card if you had the money. I also would probably be one to look for an on-card autograph because I love autographs and stuff. But the silver of this card is 1,365 PSA 10s. And keep in mind, this is after like, what is it, over two years now that this card has been released for? Or just about two years. So like a lot of them have been graded. Uh, 4,161. 4,161 total graded. Like that is not easy to grade at all. Was that right around 30% or something? 4,161. Oh, I messed up. Yeah, 33%. I feel pretty good buying this card right now if, if I have the funds. And if it was something I was looking into, but like I said, for me personally, on card autographs, probably the choice, but I know it's not for everyone. And just like, I know prism silver is not for everyone. Um, I wouldn't be too, too worried about jumping on this card unless you don't have the disposable income to spend on Then don't do it. <laughs> Definitely don't do it. Um, Magic brings up a good point. Past big men with foot problems. Yeah. That was a big one. Greg Olden. Um, that is one of those things where, you know, the extra weight is the issue here. And the, the issue is, you have a foot problem, the way he plays, the explosiveness with which he plays, all that weight coming down on those feet constantly 82 games a year or 70 games a year or 60 games a year, whatever he ends up playing going forward with whatever team he signs with or gets traded to if he really wants to force his way out of New Orleans. Um, which he might have to to win, by the way. They then, don't seem like they're putting together a team to contend. Well, let's give, let's give them some time. Okay. Let's actually let Zion play with these guys. That's fair. Know. Um. But uh, that that is that 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 is a huge risk, and these things tend to linger. Look at Yao, lingered for years, retired early, um, despite being one of the best like dominant centers for a while. And so uh, now Yao was obviously seven six, and that comes with its own set of problems. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, a whole foot taller, <laughs> being that tall. But uh, it is it is it, there's a lot there's a lot of concern. But I will say. I believe in Zion. I really like Zion. And I really, really hope he gets his weight under control, keeps it under control, and absolutely obliterates the league for at least a good, like, eight years. I'm glad that uh, JL Crenshaw shared this. If you want to invest in Z, just make sure he's making some progress in health. You can buy the dip and still lose without research. That's a great point. You know, we said a lot of things about what we just saw on Twitter and here in the social media and stuff. But there's a lot more research that should probably be done into reading about what medical professionals are writing about him or anything like that to where it's more than just Nate and I sitting here looking at 38% down. Oh, buy it. You know, 
And that's actually probably short sighted me too, for just like looking at this and saying, Oh, great. Buy 38% dip. It applies to all cards too. You know, there's definitely like a ring of research that should, or rung of research that should be done uh, going in, especially spending like $2,400. So I do appreciate that. And uh, thank you for sharing. I hope people value that uh, you're writing there. What do you sell Jaw who has gone up roughly 30 to 40% and buy Zion who has gone down the same amount? This is actually a great question because I saw maybe five days ago at this point, there was two court Kings blank slates ending on eBay in one night, one of Zion, one of John Morant. I love that card, by the way, the court side blank slate or court, sorry, court Kings blank slate, super short print case hit. They're both rookie cards. A John Morant PSA 10 over the summer was selling for, I want to say it's like $1,200 over the summer, $1,200, $1,300. PSA 9 Zion was selling for $3,000. PSA 9 Zion selling for $3,000. PSA 10 John Moran selling for $1,300, around there. The ones that ended like five days ago, Zion PSA 9 ends at $1,800. John Moran PSA 10, that had, I'm pretty sure it sold at like $2,200. So Jaw goes from like $1,200, $1,300 to $2,200. Zion goes from $3,000 down to $1,800. Just a complete flip-flop. And one's a PSA 10, one's a PSA 9. I really like what he said. If if you're going for the sh- maybe the short term, I have to believe, Nate, the moment that they say that Zion's making his debut, hundreds of cards are going to sell on eBay. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that. And mm-hmm. I guess some of it is like, do you, are you a short-term buyer, seller? Are you a flipper? What are, like, what are you? Are you a long-term investor? Do you believe more in jaw to be healthy over the span of his career? Then maybe don't sell. But if you're looking to grab 40% gain, take the 40% gain, buy something in 40% dip, and then take that and make another 40%, there's worse ideas out there. I I got to say, I'm a little bit of like a... Now, this is going to sound ridiculous because Steph Curry is a point guard, right? But when it comes to point guards, I, I don't know. I'm just a little bit like hesitant because I see like the Chris Pauls of the world, never won a championship. Damian Lillard's of the world, never won a championship. Russell Westbrook's of the world, never won a championship. Um, and you go on and down, down the line, it's like Kyrie won a championship, I guess, with, LeBron, with LeBron because he's of LeBron. got his own things going on <laughs> and then he has his own things going on. And, uh, you know, Steph is obviously like the poster boy. Hey, you can make a ton of money on point guards. Look at Steph, but who else out there? I feel like you can make a lot of money off of small forwards, power forwards, that those types of guys me or not even not even position position players like dudes that are just big and multifaceted the durants the Giannis's, the lebrons the zions the you're talking about skilled dudes that can dominate games in all facets literally lebron yeah like you said Giannis, yeah. Tat- potentially tatum if he figures it out he actually had a better game the other day so then i look at a guy like john i'm like yeah i like him but who are his comps <laughs> Who yeah. can I compare him to, and what Russell are their Westbrook. prices at? Uh, he's not Russell. Westbrook. I know he's not Russell Westbrook. Westbrook's doing his own thing right now. I didn't want to talk about that, um, but that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I think you really need a, a certain mold, right? You need. I Nate, I like to talk about this. We had this discussion the other week or month. You need a player that just like dominates on one thing that people can like look at that guy and say he's the best at that. Steph, he's the best at shooting. Uh, Kevin Durant, he's the best at scoring. It doesn't matter if he doesn't. Unless, he has... it's, unless it's a center, because nobody's going to say, wow, that guy's the best at altering shots or blocking shots. That's who I want. 
Correct. Or all I'm trying to say is like, Ja, he's the best on the fast break, something like that, using his athleticism, which is pretty much Russell Westbrook, I guess. But like I say, he's got his own issues. All I'm trying to say is that you need something that people can really get excited for and amped up on hype up. Um, Lamelo is the best at landing on ESPN. <laughs> if that's a skill. <laughs> and like Lamelo, he's a point guard, but he's also six eight, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like he's got a lot more going for him than just being a straight up point guard. So I, I do. Like I don't know. I mean, I, I I like Ja. He's electric. He's fun to watch. The Grizzlies are fun to watch. Um, you know, it's Bane has become good. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. We'll talk about him a little bit later. A little bit disappointing to me right now, but uh, improving slowly. And um, like they're fun to watch. They're a good team. But I don't know if I'd. It's just for me personally. I don't think I'd want to invest in a point guard unless they look like they're absolutely transcendent. Like if we were looking at a guy and said, wow, that's the next Steph Curry. That's fair. Uh, Carlos, I don't point this out because I actually failed to uh, do what my promise was and get soccer charts in this. I can't believe I forgot. Ooh. But Carlos says, have you been following the dip with the soccer car market, specifically Mbappe? Uh, yeah, I have been. Holland's been injured. Prices are going down. Mbappe been playing decent, not amazing. Uh, PSG's been playing decent, not amazing. Messi's had a couple good runs the last couple Champions League days. But uh, definitely I am feeling the dip in the soccer car market for sure, uh, especially with the amount that I look at it. And I think, and I remember back to last year too, this was definitely a down point. Uh, going through the fall and going into the winter and then heading into the spring. So keep in mind, right now, the start of the season is pretty interesting where they're going from league play to Champions League play to all these random cup plays to then international breaks. Like, unless you're like a diehard soccer fan, follow that stuff, you really would have no idea what's going on or who's playing when or who what stats matter, what stats don't matter. Nate, I'm sure you feel that. Yeah. Where there's just so many different leagues and cups and matches and what, and what matters just, and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah uh, as as – as an Arsenal fan and uh, currently, you know, <clears throat> undefeated since I became an Arsenal fan, but who's keeping track? Um, I'm I'm texting Aaron. I'm like, hey, we just beat Leeds United. And he's like, oh, but it wasn't Premier League. I'm like, well, well then what, what was it? And why is it? That'd be like, to, to point this out, that would be like the MLB letting their teams leave to play in the Olympics in the middle of the season for like one game and then coming back and playing the regular season, then going back, like you're risking injury in the middle of your premier league season to play in some random cup. That means nothing, but for a trophy and now the world cup qualifiers too, money. And then you go back to playing. Like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine a team like the bucks being like, all right, we're going to go play uh, the French national team on February 22nd and then go back to playing the Knicks on February 26th. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you meant team USA, right? Not, not the bucks. Well, no, I just, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying the bucks cause they're in the middle of the season. I get it. That yeah. Leeds is not, I get that Leeds is another club. It's just, it's just confusing to me. Yeah. And I, I, I think that this is the point that I'm trying to make is that once it gets in the spring, this happened last spring too. I'm just trying to use some history here. It got so hot when all the focus was on, the end of the leagues, meaning Premier League and La Liga and Bundesliga, Serie A, whatever else, League One, and Champions League. Because round of 16 is firing up hard in the spring. 
And that was a really intense, really highly covered, really highly hyped time in the market and in sports and by, by sports center, by bleacher, literally like any sports outlet was covering that stuff. Um, now it's so convoluted. Like uh, someone pointed out, I think it's wax, wax hero or hero or something. Where was that? Oh, wax to the future. F1 is the future European flavor, but less convoluted than soccer. Yeah, there is a lot that goes on in soccer. And I think that definitely you need to, uh, understand what's going on to really to really believe and buy when a time is dipping and i guess in my case huge soccer fan um and there's many out there like me i'm sure there's many watching this why not use this as a buying time i think that someone pointed it out earlier who was as marcus post or someone said it people are scared to buy when others aren't buying and people just like to buy what other people buy when the price is going up so why not just do the reverse for once? And I'm sure that's so many of you doing here. I'm not talking to these people watching specifically or our audience. Thank you all for watching. Appreciate that. I'm just saying in general, it's like if messy cards is dropped 30%, maybe it's a good time to buy him because he's one of the best of all time and everything goes in cycles. Just a thought. And also keep in mind, like look for plateaus. Plateaus are a big deal. Really look for plateaus and see when cards stabilize because that's when they can start to rise again. Like, the Zion really hasn't stabilized yet. Um, as you can see, it's just kind of kept on going down. But maybe once it stabilizes. And the funny thing is, is everyone waits for it to stabilize. It'll just keep going down. And then, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, everyone waits, and then it just... Zero. <laughs> oh, it stabilizes <laughs> zero. It, go, it goes into the negatives. Slap so sucks here and told me to wait until it sells for $50 10 times in a row before I can buy. <laughs> you have one. You pay me to take it off your hands. Pretty much keeps going down. Um, Gabriel says, I'm so happy Nate is finally learning. It's a slow burn, Gabriel. But I will say this. Emil Smith-Rowe seems like he's the top guy on uh, Arsenal. And maybe that's just because he scores the goals lately. But that's uh, that's who I'm backing. But he only has impeccable cards, which is bogus. What about uh, Ben White? Isn't that that guy's name, that defender? He said, like, I think that I saw something today where someone was ripping on Arsenal, spending $50 million on Ben White. But praising Man United for spending forty million on Varane for who plays for France and won a World Cup, and uh, he also won four Champions League titles. And Man U's got like two clean sheets this year, and Arsenal's got five. Nate, clean sheets a shutout if you didn't know it. I did not know that. Now I there do. You go. So, uh, yeah, for spending the most money in the Premier League over the summer and transfer window, uh, actually paying off. I mean, imagine this, Nate. A new team playing together actually takes a few games to mesh and they get pretty well together. Wrong, wrong. You are trying, you are doing your best to discredit when I became a fan and when they started winning. Question. Yeah. Maybe it was the point I hit purchase on an Arsenal shirt for you. Maybe it wasn't even you. Maybe it was me. Unlikely. Unlikely. (laughs) Uh, Hey, funny enough, uh, asking about Siakam rookie cards, we actually have it in the presentation. So sit tight on that for sure. Yeah, we, thank you all for coming we, gotta, we gotta speed up i know holy cow we do have to speed up. 108 watchers say thank you all for coming appreciate it a ton uh it's been a fun stream so oh, far We're here we go one, quick one quick one out of curiosity why arsenal uh so this is my this was my request my request was to find a team that uh stinks stinks for a long time and then wins a little bit and then stinks for a long time and then wins a championship like the bucks um you know, terrible, 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 terrible. Good for a little bit, Ray Allen, all those years. Terrible, 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 terrible. Good for like one year with Brandon Jennings and Andrew Bogut. Terrible, terrible. Good, 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 good win. Uh, so that was my request. And everyone at the same time said, oh, you got to be an Arsenal fan. So that's where it is. 
also you did become a fan as they were like bomb five in the Premier League. Now they're top five. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the same me with Chelsea, by the way. I became a fan of them when they were like at eight or nine. And then Wrong. You, you don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> okay, we can definitely not spend as much time on Mahomes as we did on Zion. But 2017 prison Patrick Mahomes, PSA 10, silver slash base rookie. I'm sure all of you know that this is the only rookie uh, base slash silver of Mahomes. There is no base card. Down 35% in the last six months. That's $3,715. This card peaked at 16 k going into the Super Bowl this past season when they lost to the uh, Buccaneers. Yikes, man, yikes. This is a really big deal, actually. Normally, when you see cards drop, you're like, oh, yeah, down $500. Hold on. Great player, huge star, young talent, accomplished a ton in his career, which he has. I cannot believe that this card, Nate, has dropped down to $6,000-some dollars. It is. This is, like, way different than the Zion. Like, Zion's, a pro, like, very much so a prospect, very much so could be amazing. Mahomes very much so already was amazing. Already was the best player in the NFL. And to see a card like this drop that far in six months, that's $3,715 drop, 35% drop. Nate, I mean, compare us to the Zion in terms of like what we do, hold or, or sell. Uh, I guess I'm in the same boat. There's no way I'm taking that big of a loss on who used uh, to win all these Super Bowls. And you, stuff. you have to hold it. The, wor- the issue is, though, is that once you pay your quarterback, and everyone knows this, once you pay your quarterback, you don't have as much money to spend on the rest of your team. And they paid him absurd amounts of money, which means they have absurd amounts of money less to spend on their team. And when they're paying Travis Kelsey to drop footballs and um, Tyreek Hill and um, some offensive linemen, all of a sudden their defense is atrocious. They have got no defenders, uh, no money to spend on defense. So that's not going to go anywhere anytime soon um, unless they manage to hit on you know, their draft picks every single year. Their defense is going to be really bad. Um, and then on top of that, Mahomes, their play calls were like passive. It felt like the other day, Yeah, there's a lot of weird running plays in real weird scenarios. Yeah. It felt like they were passive. And also Mahomes just felt like he was off and it's just, it's just, it, it there's no easy fix to this, which is the problem is what I'm yeah. trying to say. No it, easy it, fix to that team. There's probably an easy fix to Mahomes and the offense, you know, just have to get clicking. It's Patrick Mahomes. You don't expect this to continue. But the rest of that team, the offensive line and that defense, they don't have money. And it's not going to get better, probably. So I don't know hey, what do you, you know what, do. you know what it reminds me of? And they're not even in the same boat as this right now. But when the Packers won 15 and won the year after they won the Super Bowl, or I think it's directly the year after. Defense was pretty bad that year, if I remember. But we just score a ton of points. But in that moment, you don't score a ton of points. Like the Chiefs just did against the Packers, against the Giants. You just get exposed and you lose in like the first or second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And if there's ever a down game for that offense, which there has been a lot this year, and, you get well, exp- and, that, and that's that's the thing. And I, I mean, some of it's Mahomes getting pressured because their offensive line isn't good. Uh, some of it's just Mahomes looks timid as can be. Some of it is regression. It must have. It has to be some regression on um, uh, Travis Kelsey's part and stuff like that. But wow, yeah. let's talk about what Sean says. He said, even with all that money in his pocket, he does still have a newborn at home. He might be tired, and like in some circumstances, yes, yeah, this is very valid. And I just want to point out, like, you really don't know, I guess, what a player might be feeling. Or, I mean, there's got there's been times where I've had worse days at work than others because something does that doesn't even relate to work. 
right? Like, I'm sure it's the same with you, Nay. I'm sure it's the same with everyone who's watching this live stream right now. All 117 yeah. people. Yeah. And that's not to say the guy who's this NFL superstar shouldn't do his best and everything and come through, but you just really never know. So it could be something too. Yeah, and it's true. And you know, sometimes you have a bad month of work, bad two yeah. months. Then you get fired, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever. Nate speaking from experience at Menards. <laughs> <laughs> Bad day. <laughs> Just messing around. Uh, Bazooka Tom, this is also a valid point, and this matters so much in the card market. When you get anointed as an all-time great in the card market at such a young age, and your cards like are touching ridiculous numbers, it just sets you up for like a this type of drop if it doesn't happen for one season. And it's true. Maybe that's something to blame. Should they and, ever and have been ten thousand dollars? You know what? I mean, I. I deserve some of that blame. You deserve some of that blame. Everyone deserves some of that blame because if you would have told me before the season that Patrick Mahomes would play this poorly, I just said there's literally zero chance. Does he still have uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Michael Hardman, Clyde Edwards or Larry, even though he's injured? I, I would have said there's there's zero chance he plays that poorly. He's still going to be good. There's still going to be a playoff team. There was no doubt in my mind until we're looking at him now and you, you just struggle to figure out what in the world has happened. Yeah. I agree. And then also the, the last thing on Mahomes I'll point out, and I think I want people to reply to me with this one. Um, I can't find the comment, but someone said it also depends on your entry point. Um, if you entered, let's say $3,000, let me know in the chat right now. If you enter at $3,000 on this card, would you sell it at 6700 or 6800 whatever this is at right now? Or on the flip side, if you bought at $9,000, would you sell it at 6800 uh either way i guess would you sell or hold and Nate, i don't even know if i'd sell it if i if i bought it at three thousand dollars right now i guess it depends on your finance financial situation if i need the money yeah i'd take this three well, would you go time. would you sell one of these to buy three zions Ooh. what do you what do you think this could get back up to six thousand dollars quicker than a zion could get back up to four thousand bro i'm buying i'm buying three zions I for sure am buying three Zions versus Mahomes. I think people might say I'm crazy for that, but I would. I mean, Mahomes already won a, a, a MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl. So I do sound kind of insane saying that. But, uh, yeah, and uh, Dave said lots of stuff for Mahomes this year. Whole new offensive line learning to play together. No true number two outside of Hill. Run game has been shoddy. See the line, and he's still a new dad. There's a lot going on for him. Yeah, but here's the here's the problem, Dave. Whole new line, new offensive line learning to play together. What if they don't? What if they don't learn to play together? What if they grabbed uh, Orlando Brown, Orlando Brown from the Ravens, and he's just a, a, a run blocking offensive lineman, not a pass blocking offensive lineman? Then they sunk first round picks and um, money into him, and he's just not that good for Patrick Mahomes. What do you do? You might not get any better. And so it's it's like, I get the, I get the, uh, you know, I get the problems with the Chiefs. I just don't see how they can get better outside of progression from within. And a lot of the guys kind of feel like they're already at their what they are. You know, you're not expecting Tyreek Hill to get any better or Travis Kelsey, right? Uh, Dave's definitely right. They do have to lock into some vets going there for taking less money to play there. But if you're not going to win the, your division, will people risk it? Or they go somewhere who's like already proven the team and the defense and the O line and everything. Uh, we've got to move on from from Mahomes right now, though. 
Yeah, remember when we were going to go quick and then we didn't? Nope, that's okay. We'll hang out. We got 123 people in here. Really appreciate everyone coming today. Uh, we got the head-to-head on pro.slabstocks.com. Like I said, 100% free account. You can chart any of the cards that we're tracking just like this with the head-to-head feature. It's a 2017 Optic Hollow PSA 10 Mahomes versus a 2019 Prism Silver PSA 10 Mahomes. We kind of just did this debate with the 2017 Prism Silver PSA 10 that Nate asked me. Three Zions, one Mahomes. In this case, it's more like a Zion and $1,000 versus the Mahomes. Nate, quick answer. Optic Hollow 2017 PSA 10 or Zion and $1,000. Zion in a thousand bucks. I think I can make money off that significantly quicker than Mahomes. I don't see an easy route for Mahomes to become a good team this year. Joshua says, Aaron and Nate, I don't have a question regarding this topic, but I do have one thing to say. Go Pack Go. Yes, sir. Definitely. All right. Just a quick thing here. This is interesting. So his 2017 Prism Silver PSA 10 has really dropped a lot, but his 2017 Optic Hollow Purple Number Dot 50 PSA 10, that really low sale around $4,000 was from a year ago. So it doesn't really apply too much to this discussion. But I will say one auction went for $8,000. The next auction went for $9,500. But that one got relisted as it did appear to be shill bid with a one bidder winning. And then that sale was canceled. It was listed up for $8,500 buy it now, and the buy it now did sell. So technically, if you bought for eight thousand and sold at eight thousand five hundred on eBay, you would lose money on the fees. But just from the straight eBay sale, what the buyer is paying, technically the card rose a little bit between periods. Um, I guess this is all to say that if you have rare Mahomes, probably doing a little bit better to uh, hedge against versus the twenty seventeen Prism Silver PSA tens because those you can find easily again. I think people who are holding Mahomes won't want to sell their rare stuff because they know if they do sell it now and he does come back, they're never touching those cards again. If they're not just insanely loaded. Wyatt, are the Badgers going to make the Big Ten Championship game? Yes, they are. Man, they've been they've been doing great. They've been doing really well. I don't want to jinx it, though, so I just said it, but hopefully I don't jinx it. All right, now that we're 54 minutes into the live stream, finally getting to this. Thursday, 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 Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. It is the first, the kickoff of the Slab Stocks Breaks night stream. So we've been doing break streams during the day for about a year now um and we are transitioning one day a week on thursday night nate will be the head here nate's going to be your head breaker at 6 p.m eastern time on our youtube channel right here where you're where you are watching um we will host many different breaks throughout the coming weeks and months and but this thursday is the kickoff break and i'll actually be with nate in eau claire so will sam actually cool enough and we will be going through all these different products slabstocks.com slash shop right now has all the products available. And the best part is, is that if you come and watch, if you just come and watch the stream on Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, you can buy in, you can support and everything if you want to. And we'd appreciate that Tom a ton. But if you just come in and watch, you'll have the chance to win many different types, or at least a few different types of packs or boxes, um, depending on how the breaks are going and stuff. We're definitely giving away a couple hundred dollars for sure. Hopefully up to $600 in different sports cards um throughout the night so please come and join us it'll be a great time nate got any words for that um should be should be an incredible time i'm super excited super excited we have a ton of product um and we will uh we will fill as much product as we can and if it gets filled we'll put up more exactly if it's filled we'll put up more because <laughs> that's what we going. Do. we support and we uh we uh if you guys want to rip until five o'clock in the morning i'll rip till five o'clock in the morning <laughs> 12 hour break stream 12 hour break stream uh but really 
uh, on a side note too, is tomorrow I do have Topps Merlin Chrome soccer products. So my soccer streams are going to stay on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And I do have 18 packs available right now at slabsocks.com slash shop. If you can just get a few of those packs to sell for tomorrow's stream, I will be going live. I will open your packs and hopefully from there we can sell some more packs, do some fun stuff with the soccer. I'm really, really excited. Garrett says basketball break looks really good. And uh, he actually said looks good. He'd say really good. But uh, I am super excited for that for that uh, basketball mix break that Nate put together of 2019 and 2020 Obsidian. Chances of autographs of Zion, John Morant, LaMelo, and Anthony Edwards. And then Revolution for both years, one being Chinese New Year, and then also 2020 Prism retail. Yeah. So should be a really great break. And uh, what Tech says is right. Best soccer product, hands down, Merlin. I'm a huge fan, Merlin. So if you do want to join me tomorrow, Tuesday, Please grab a couple packs if you do uh, do want to. Uh, if you don't, that's totally cool too. But 3 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be live tomorrow. So let's get a couple of those packs sold so we can do that. And let's reiterate, on Thursday, again, oh, you have it here. Oh, never mind. I'll let you keep going and then I'll say it. Oh, I was just going to say, here's here's the images of the other products. Oh, so there's our basketball break. We have a Bo- 2020 Bowman Chrome hobby case break. It's our first, I think, well, Aaron did some soccer case breaks, but I've never got to do a baseball case break and I chose... 2020 Bowman because it's got my guy Everson and it's got Luis Matos or not Everson. Everson's in 2020 Bowman, but it's got Luis Matos and it's got my guy Aaron Ashby and it's got a number of other really, really good guys in and tons of rookies too. What tons of rookies too. And, and the ton- rookie cards are really getting hot and tons of rookies, Luis Robert. Um, and so, uh, big set, big, big set and, uh, should be pretty fun and pretty cheap considering a full case for sure. Um, but remember, Thursday, again, Aaron said it, but I'm going to reiterate it. You do not have to buy anything if you just show up to the live stream, which is on YouTube, which you're on right now, and just join in and talk with us and discuss sports going on at the time and whatever, and just uh, watch some packs get ripped and see what we get hit and chat in the live stream. You're entered to win prizes. That's all it takes. So uh, exactly. no, no purchase necessary, and you could walk away with a Topps Chrome box or a 2019 Revolution box, Zion Ja, or a 2020 Optic Mega box with uh, Lamelo. You misspoke. 2020, 2020 Revolution box with Lamelo. Or... Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, but there will be 2020 Optic Mega box too being given away with Lamelo and Anthony Edwards as well. All right, that's on Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. We hope to see you there. Here we are uh, with Pascal Siakam. The rest of these we're definitely going to go through quicker than the first part because the first part was really the topic of the live stream was the cards that were crashing and, I guess, crashing the Zion and Mahomes is what we're talking about. Uh, but Siakam, Nate, down 38%. Um, so he's down, which is interesting because this, he's down recently um, despite the fact that he just came back. And I just wanted to bring up Siakam because he just came back. And I'll be curious to see what happens this is less of a like a Siakam post per se, even though he's really cheap. So you might want to like, if he is in fact that cheap, you might want to invest. Um, but I'm curious to see where he fits in with OG Ananobi because he's having a career year, like 20 points a game. And Fred Van Fleet sitting at 18. Um, and uh, uh, why can't I think of Scotty Barnes? Scotty Barnes, Barnes having beastly, a great man. rookie season so far, almost averaging like 16 points a game. So I'm curious what happens to those three guys with Siakam back and where he's going to fit in. Um, obviously, potential potential for there to be some movement on Siakam, but also maybe he takes a fourth fiddle type of, type of thing here, uh, maybe a third fiddle and doesn't get back up into second fiddle. Um, it'll be It's just something to watch. 
I got. Yeah, I just posted that. about OG Anobi today. I don't know if you mentioned that. Uh, put up a OG Anobi and Jordan Poole discussion, but it will be interesting. It will definitely be interesting considering a guy that everyone kind of crowned after Kawhi was leaving to be the next Eastern Conference star. He did start in an All Star game, I believe, or at least came. Out. I'm pretty sure he started in an All Star game. I don't know if you remember that, Nate. But I'm I'm like 80 percent sure he started an All Star game. Hmm. I don't I don't remember. We got Chris Paul here down 30 percent. Yikes. And then Chris well, Paul. Keep in mind that this timeline starts when the Bucks and the Suns were in the championship. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul, I just bring up because he just got to fourth, but just passed Steve Nash all time assists. I think fourth. I think it was fourth. Um, all time assists or third. Maybe it was third. Um, of course, he will not catch John Stockton because Stockton is like 4,000 assists ahead of him. Um, but I just thought it was interesting. And you, I, would have kind of expected a little bit of a bump up and there hasn't really been a card sold since. So I'm, I'm curious to see what this next card sells for. If there is in fact any correlation between passing Steve Nash and assists and increase in price or not. For sure. Hey, two things I just remembered. One magic commented earlier and said, Hey, Aaron, uh, speaking of auctions, congrats on the Ronaldo from last night. I want to say thank you. Uh, the Ronaldo that I did great with PSA I got a PSA 10. Um, we did sell it last night, an eBay five-day auction um, to kind of hit that Sunday window. Something I would have liked to hold long-term, but like I always say, you can't hold everything, especially given different circumstances um, and how we want to reinvest in our community um, is why I had to put it up for sale. Uh, everything we do you know, is to build a community and, and build out things for you all like Slabstocks Pro, um, which is why it's 100% free. Trust me, it would not be possible um, if we didn't run Slabstocks Breaks and stuff like that. Just wouldn't be, you know, no one would be able to use it for free. And I want to point out that I'm extremely happy. I feel very fortunate that that card sold for what it did. But even I myself sometimes am wrong. Uh, I thought that card was going to sell for more, which is why I was comfortable selling it for auction. Still ended up selling it for more than what we paid for it, which is what matters in the end. But I just want to at least point out that even I, uh, and I, you know, I want to just show that I'm just like all of you. I make wrong calls, and that was a wrong call I made. You know, I thought I was going to sell for more. Uh, it did not. But I'm happy within the end. You can never be mad if you're taking profit. That's what I like to say. And uh, definitely feeling very, very blessed and happy about how that one turned out. Super sweet card. And congrats to the new owner because it's beautiful for sure. And I just want to point out, too, that uh, PSA, they've been kind of nice recently. I just got this back. This just came back in the mail today. 2019 Prism Phil Foden Pop 3 Blue PSA 10, numbered out 199. Just got that back in the mail today. Um, now... I will say the card looks spectacular. I'm not saying they're grading cards easy. It looked amazing. So the Ronaldo. I very much so support that I sent these in because they are PSA 10s. So it looks great. But uh, feeling feeling very happy with that one too. Coming back in the mail today. Phil Foden Blue. I've won it. 199 PSA 10. Hey, I'm going to answer this one quick before we cover Kershaw. Nate sitting on some low pop Seager rookies. Had been hoping for an MVP season before his injury. Only played like 91 games this year. When do you think he'll sign with? When do you think he'll sign with the Yankees? Fingers crossed for Dave there before or after the CBA agreement. Um, so yeah, there's a huge CBA agreement coming up, Aaron. Uh, we might not start the season on time yet again because you know I don't know when they'll be able to agree to something. Will there be a DH in the NL? Will there not be? You know, the Dodgers don't need Seager since they got Trey Turner. Um, and you can probably maybe gamble a little bit on Gavin Lux, and you got Justin Turner, so you're not you don't have like a spot for him. So he's probably going to be moving on. Um, and there's really not too many teams that can afford him. So it seems likely that it is going to be like the Yankees uh, are a landing spot for him. 
um, which has two interesting things. One, if he does land there, you know, what will happen to his prices? Because similar, similar markets. Um, and he still has to compete with the, you know, Aaron judges of the world, but he would probably become the face of that franchise um, to what happens to Volpe, because, you know, he was like, I've heard multiple, multiple reports where he's like, you know, the next great thing, the next Derek Jeter, yada, yada, yada from, from very respected sources. And so uh, it's like, you know, what happens to him? Do they end up trading him? Do they move him down the defensive spectrum? Who knows? So two interesting things there. Now, before or after the CBA agreement, I don't really know. I feel like maybe if I were a team, I would wait until that's signed so that I know what's going to happen before I sign a guy to, you know, $35 million a year. But if you're the Yankees, maybe you just don't care and you just want to get the deal done. That's all I got. Lord Royal Gaming made a comment earlier about PWCC auctions. I hold that thought because I'll answer that in a bit. Would you rather buy a base card of a known hyped player or a number of someone who is questionable? Same price. For sure, if you're looking for questionable players, questionable players, believe in them, do research, and then make a purchase. Because in my opinion, it's always better to try a bet on the next thing and buy a rare card that has a chance to go up in price a lot and remain or hold value versus a base card of some hype player. That's why I think I think if you miss the boat on a guy and you don't have the funds to go level up and get that card, you miss the boat. You'll find the next guy. It happens all the time. It's been doing that same thing for 10 years now, ever since I've been collecting. 13 years, whatever it is. Uh, Magic, we need to clarify this for you. Aaron and Nate, do we have to be in the stream to qualify? Even if you buy stuff for the break, might not be able to watch the whole stream. Uh, yeah, you do have to be in the stream and at least drop a comment throughout the night. Um, I'm, we'll decide on how we're going to do this. I'm, I know what we're going to do is throughout the night, as we open product, be running the giveaways that correlate with the different sports. Um, so if you're not there for the whole stream, like you don't have to be there for the whole stream to win something at that given time. But generally what we do is at the time that product gets ripped, uh, when we give something away, we're going to like drop a line. Everyone's going to put a one below it and they'll close off after like three, five minutes and then randomize it. So you might be able to qualify for some uh, giveaways, maybe not all of them, but uh, yeah, you don't have to buy stuff. Like Nate said, it's no purchase necessary to win. And we did uh, have to switch that too. So that's what, what we had to do to comply and it is no purchase necessary. Just show up, watch, talk with us. We'll really enjoy you all being there. Cause I'm super pumped. All right, Nate Kershaw, keep this um, one quick. Cause I don't know how much people want to listen to Kershaw. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just, you see his prices there. It's a little under $800. Is that what it says? I'm not zoomed in on this. So uh, yeah, I mean, a little under $900. Okay. Um, yeah. What's interesting about this is obviously he is a free agent. I mean, he just injured his arm, but he is a free agent. Um, as far as I know, if I remember correctly, he did not get a qualifying offer. He did not. Did not get a qualifying offer. Um, and so, you know, he's free to sign anywhere without the strings attached of having to to give up value. Now, the thing is, he's a Dodger great. So what is going to happen to his card value if he does sign somewhere else? I think it could probably plummet if he signs with the wrong team. You know, if, if the Brewers are like, I think we could probably turn Clayton Kershaw back into the 290 ERA guy. If they signed him to a one year, $25 million deal or whatever, $30 million deal, then uh, I think that price would probably go down despite signing with the Brewers before it might inevitably go back up if he pitched really well. That's all I got. It's just there's there's huge risk in the Kershaw market if he signs somewhere other than the Dodgers. Dave says, uh, you go for the known hype to Lord Royal, just sold a bunch of low price CJ McCollum grade prism 
numbered stuff on eBay last night would have been better off spending those grading fees on base prism LeBron. So I will say um, it's a give and take you got to buy. I would say like CJ McCollum, while he's a nice player, I wasn't really meeting like 2013 rookies that are kind of forgotten about at this point, even though they're really nice NBA players. As we're talking about, like go after, you know, dudes in their third, like first, second, third, fourth year season that still have a chance to gain a bunch of attention and go up in price a lot. But I guess I can see why why you would rather have baseball. So you'd say Brown. instead of buying a Lamelo, uh, base for say four hundred bucks or whatever it is, you would go buy a um, I don't know a Denny Blue Ice number ninety nine, that type of thing. I don't know if it's Denny specifically, but yeah, I'd find a player I really liked, and I'd rather have a Blue Ice of some other player than a base Lamelo. Or I'd rather have an on-card autograph of Lamelo if I can find one that's in line with his like base PSA tens. Because I really like to do that, dude. I like to look and see what type of cool numbered Noir card on-card auto can you get? That's like the exact same price as a prison base PSA ten. I'd way rather do that. Okay. Um. Next up, we got the 2018 update Scherzer PSA ten, which this one is at uh six hundred and forty dollars. So Kershaw's eight eighty five. This one's six forty. Um, so same thing here, Kershaw free agent. I wouldn't be shocked if he resigns with the Dodgers, but, uh, you know, the huge, huge, huge swing that could happen in his market. If he signs with the Dodgers and pitches well, you know, this is probably a thousand dollar card. Um, maybe a little bit less if he signs with, you know, the if he signs with the Tigers or something. Um, this card could drop even farther. So I just wanted to bring up two guys that are kind of similar ages, similar spot in life, and also both free agents and both high price pitching that could adjust accordingly. So Dave does point out CJ is averaging almost 25 points on a playoff team and playoff team from last year. Uh, that's fair, but I still think that there's only a certain amount of time when dudes who aren't on the top market teams. Yeah, Portland was good. Um, can like really gain value and hold collectors and investors as investors attention. Nate, would you agree with me that like you kind of see it the same way I do? I'm not trying to say Dave's wrong because I get what he's saying too. But I just like, if it were me, I am selecting between those two things when Nate's saying like, yeah, grab like a 2019 or 2018, 2020 numbered rookie versus like a prison based LeBron. I mean, I get, I get buying CJ McCollum. I think I'd like to buy CJ McCollum. You know, when you get when you get a guy who's 27 or however old he is now, 28, 27, um, and he is been on the same team for years. I don't really think people are and you got Damian Lillard and they're the same team and the same team and the same team. You know, I think people just kind of kind of snooze on a little yeah. bit. And yeah. I think the way you could make money off of CJ is if he got traded away from Portland that would give a jolt to a new fan base to go buy CJ and his prices would go up. But I think you'll get, you get to that point where the dudes are on the same team year after year after year doing nothing that people just are like, eh, eh. I agree. Especially if you're the second name on the team, like Damian Lillard is clearly numero uno. And Obviously. so then if you are numero dos, I think there's probably a little bit less room for error on, you know, for a guy like that. I agree. Uh, Lord Royale or Royal also said earlier, um, was mentioning PWCC monthly auction. So if you didn't check out my video from Friday, I released a video, uh, reviewing October's PWCC, uh, monthly auction and previewing November's and showing everything we picked up in the October 
monthly auction. Uh, the new November auction's live right now, and pretty much everything is open for bidding aside from uh, Pokemon TCG, which opens in like three hours, and then the final round, which opens tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to drop the link right now. You can access the auction here. You can look at all the different cards. There's 20,000 different cards in this month's auction. Last month was 40,000, which I think was a little bit much. I talked about that in the cons uh, for last month's auction. Uh, a little bit too many cards for the first one, but I understand why they had to combine the previous two months' auctions combined because of the eBay situation and uh, having to build their own off-eBay platform. But now that there's 20,000 in this one, um, there's a little bit more consolidated buying, but I would highly, 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 highly recommend going on there putting your bids in early to qualify for extended bidding. There were a lot of deals that were flying last monthly auction. The very first night of bidding ends on Sunday. And on Sunday, we will be doing a live show right here, breaking down the baseball auction, bidding on items live. So you can see how we're doing it, the strategies we're using, which cards we might be looking at, uh, trying to buy. And I guess that's going to create more competition for us, but it's worth it, I think, to show you all how the process, process works. Um, and to really make an event, because that's what my favorite part is about the monthly auction is it was the most fun I've ever had buying cards online. And I'm not exaggerating during that or saying that. No one told me to say that. I'm saying that myself because I really had a great time. Every single night throughout the week, I sat down 9 o'clock at night after I placed all my qualified bids already before. So I didn't have to spend like the previous two hours looking. I already placed all the bids on stuff I wanted to and try to get as many deals as I could. Um, through the extended bidding cycle and some cards sell really high i mean there were cards that are breaking records other cards fell by the wayside and people forgot about them maybe not enough interest maybe the first night baseball last month just really stalled with it being the very first night and then everyone started jump on throughout the week but uh, i would highly recommend going to that link i will say we are a pwcc affiliate everyone knows that it says in the description uh, we are in partnership with pwcc uh, they've been great working with us. Uh, we've been able to share a lot of different updates that they've been making to the platform to increase bidding security for both the buyer and the seller. I do really believe in what they're building. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here telling you about this. I can guarantee you that. And uh, I'm a big fan of this platform and how it works. And it's been really fun. And they did make updates to their servers. So, Nate, you should be able to not have any issues getting on the football day and seeing what football cards are ending. Um, and anyone else that might have uh, fallen into that too last month. So, hop on now. Place some bids, get them in early. I already placed, uh, I think, a hundred some bids on soccer and fifty bids on baseball around there. Um, so we'll be watching on Sunday night. Join us. We're gonna start at eight forty-five Central Time, uh, nine forty-five Eastern Time on Sunday night to to watch the baseball auction uh, rundown. And y'all can see us use do the extended extended bidding cycle. Uh, Nate, I'm really gonna leverage you to commentate on that as I'm bidding because I'll be the one bidding. He'll be the one commenting. Okay. Perfect. All right, so check that out now, and uh, here it is, highlight. November 14th will be live on YouTube Sunday to do the baseball, and then November 17th will be live on YouTube to do the soccer, Pokemon, not, not Pokemon, soccer, non-sport, UFC, Formula One, meaning Star Wars and comic books, stuff like that. Uh, super excited for that day. Those are super fun to, to track. I actually did buy a comic book last month. I don't know if I told you that date. You what? Yeah, I got Iron Man number five from, I think it's 1968 and a CGC 6.5. Going to display in my cabinet. Nice. Pretty cool. That is cool. All right. And also go to slabsex.com and scroll down the page and put in your email on the home screen because that will let you uh, see all the different things we're looking at leading up to the auction, uh, recommending a lot of different cards to to look into to try to get some deals. All right, Nate, Lamar Jackson. Um, I just no real thoughts on him outside of they had a tough, a tough win against the Vikings. Vikings are not a very good team. They went 34 to 31. 
they got shellacked by the Bengals, who then got shellacked by the Browns, and the AFC makes the AFC literally makes no sense. I could not tell you from one week to the next who is good and who is bad. Um, and uh, you'll notice a drop in price here. But the interesting thing for Lamar is that he just passed Mike Vick for the most 100 yard rushing games by a quarterback. Uh, bro, that's insane in NFL history with 12 in four seasons. Yeah. Three, so, technically three, because he even starts first season. He played at the end of the year, I think. But so shout out, shout out Lamar Jackson for being an absolute beast. Um, and that's really all I wanted to say. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. I like Lamar His Jackson. Did drop quite I'm... significantly since that Colts game. He had a ton of passing yards and touchdowns against the Colts, and since then, uh, has dropped to six hundred dollars now. Which I guess in the last three months is only twelve percent. Correa, how is a cheater on the increase, Nate? <laughs> so. I found this one interesting, and the reason I want to bring this up, and it, he's he's actually kind of like in the same vein as a, um, a CJ McCollum or Trey Turner or any of those guys. It feels like these 27, 28-year-old guys are kind of forgotten about. And then Carlos Correa also has the added um, benefit of being hated. <laughs> really, really, really hated. But what's interesting is that he was offered a, like, Five-year, $152 million deal from the Astros, something like that. Turned it down. Obviously, way too low of a price. That would bring him to his age 31 season. $30 million is enough, or $31 million or whatever it is, is enough if you give him 10 years. That's not enough if you're giving him five years. He'd probably have to do like five years and $200 million if you wanted Carlos Correa for five years, right? Um, And so what will be interesting is he's not going to be on the Astros. But he is going to go somewhere. And wherever he goes, good call. Good call. Yeah. And it's not going to be the Dodgers and it's not going to be the Yankees, but it has to be a team with money. Um, and so you can narrow you can narrow that down, you know. Not, not going to be the Brewers, not going to be the Pirates, not going to be the Reds, um, not going to be the Cubs if they just gave up Javi Baez and Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and didn't sign their own guys, likely. Um, wouldn't be like the Twins or the White Sox or anybody like that. Not going to be a team with an established shortstop already. Braves. Um, and so, you know, you can really narrow it down drastically to who it could be. You know, maybe the Phillies, maybe the Tigers, um, not going to be like the Padres. Uh, and? And so, and so whatever team he goes to, it has to be a pretty major team, which is good for him. And um, whether up and coming or already major. And so I think he can probably get away a little bit if he's on a new team from the cheating scandal and then also new team, new hype price rise. I think this could go up. I mean, we're already seeing quite a substantial price rise just for his postseason performance. I suppose, I guess I didn't track it close enough, but that's pretty crazy. 114%. I mean, I know it's right. It's like $30 to $61. So like still really nice, but it's not a hundred dollars to $200 or $500 to thousand dollars, which, which is also insane because he was like the best player in the American league last year. And he's a $60 PSA 10. Yeah. How many, you know, that's like Boba Shett money. And definitely not like a crazy pop like Boba Shett too, given yeah. the 2015 card. Yeah. We got JJJ here. Super interesting thing about this card is that there was this insane random sale uh, middle or beginning of October. And we do look at these and stuff. And like, I looked at this, this $84 PSA 10 sale. And I couldn't conclusively call this a miss sale or shill, a... Whatever you want to call it, fake sale. I 
there was a lot of bidding activity from a lot of people with high feedback sporadically. It wasn't like one or two bidders driving the price up. I left it there. I only did because I couldn't conclusively say it wasn't a real sale. Who knows what happened? Something happened where a bunch of bidders saw one auction and saw him or get some hype because he's going to a season that he might come back from. I don't know, but there's one sale that went really high. Currently, his card's down 20-some percent in the last three months, so 26%. Nate, I know you had some, some something to say, Bob. Uh, just, you know, when you're looking for that next guy, right, you're looking for that uh, the a guy you can bet on that's cheap. You know, Jaron Jackson was a popular name, and so far on the year, he's averaging a career low in points, uh. but a career high in rebounds, around his career average in assists, a career high in blocks. Um, but he's only shooting 33% from three and he's only shooting 34% from the field. That's terrible. That's all. But that also tells you that if he's averaging 13.6 points with those numbers, I mean, he's a career 47% field, uh, shooter from the field. That's got to go up. Mm -hmm. And if that goes up, all of a sudden he becomes, you know, if he goes back up to 47%, 17, 18 point a game, maybe you can stretch it into 20. If he takes a couple more shots. And if he uh, can up that three-point percent, more importantly. Yeah, if he can up that three-point percent. Which he should be able to. He's a great shooter. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you're looking at a guy and you're like, all right, is he likely going to continue to be shooting this poorly? If he's already averaging 13.6 points and averaging a career high in rebounds and a career high in blocks, if he can just start shooting better, you have probably a steal on your hands. That sounds like when whoever that was earlier, I forgot the name of him, said, hey, make sure you do the research when trying to buy a dip. That was pretty sound research, and they put into that. Might be a good opportunity to buy a dip if you put in even more research to check it out. Especially if a rare card sells low. I love when you can snag a rare card on the cheap of a good player. Now, this guy, this Ooh. guy is down bad right now. MPJ is down 48%, one of Sam, or 46%, one of Sam's biggest picks this year for potential most improved status in basketball investment area. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there probably watching who w- listens to Sam Dunks or watch even something else and loved MPJ or loved MPJ even before Sam started talking about MPJ, MPJ whatever it was. A lot of people like MPJ for a lot of reasons, and I was one of them too. Um, but his cards are down quite substantially. Uh, I haven't checked in on stats, but I've heard he's been playing extremely poorly and not very aggressive. Um, quite potentially an, a fluky type of thing like JJJ to start the year. Super talented guy. Go ahead, Nate. So I heard a rumor. Oh Twitter, boy. Oh Twitter, boy. Rumor. Twitter rumor. Twitter, Twitter rumor. Alert. So take this with a major grain of salt. Um, but I heard before the year, some people said that he was um lazy. I can't I can't confirm that one way or the other. It's just a Twitter rumor, right? So you know, but some people said that he was lazy and that once he got his money, he probably wasn't gonna try very hard. I don't know if that's the case. I don't get to watch a lot of Nuggets games, but it is interesting to hear what you just said and then to know what I saw on Twitter. And at the time I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. These people don't know, blah, blah, blah. But then you add two and two together. You're like, oh, maybe, maybe they're onto something again. We don't know this person. We don't know Michael Porter jr. We don't know. Um, we've never met him. We can't say what he's like, but uh, it is interesting that some people on Twitter were like, yeah, this dude is super lazy. Um, and, uh, once he makes his money, he's not going to really try very hard. And you just said he's been super passive. Yeah. Listen to this. You ready for us? Shot attempts per game down to 13.4, 11.4 from last year. And this is without Jamal Murray still. 
shooting 54% from the field goal uh, percent last year, which is amazing, 36% this year. Shot 6.3 attempts from three last year on 45% shooting. 5.3 attempts per game this year on 20% shooting. Average 19 points a game last year, 9.9 points a game this year. Uh, Blocks per game last year, 0.9. This year, 0.2. I mean, that's small amounts either way. Uh, Assists per game is up. Rebounds per game is down marginally. So it seems like that he's still pretty effective in everything but the scoring category, which is good to see to where, you know, like a guy like drops like three or four rebounds per game, drops a whole block per game, doesn't increase the steals per game or anything like that. Then you're like, oh man, is this guy even doing anything? Uh, the shooting has been abysmal, obviously. Um, I got to imagine a guy this talented who had such a great season last year. Like, dude, he averaged 54% field goal percentage on 13 attempts per game. I know that doesn't stay steady if you average 20 attempts per game. It probably goes down at least 0.04%. But that's, dude, like, I still think he can be a great player. And now is a time where I think guy starts off a year poorly, look at his cards. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And I would like to reiterate that that is just something I saw on Twitter. I am by no means accusing Michael Porter Jr. of being lazy. I think that what Nate's point here is, is that uh, don't listen to Twitter rumors. <laughs> True, but also sometimes, to, sometimes you see something and you see a Twitter rumor and you're like, oh, maybe they were, maybe they were right. I'd say if you see a Twitter rumor, probably start reading some of like the Denver Nuggets, like local reports and beat writers and anything like that. You'll probably get way more information out of that than uh, Joe Schmo from Washington, state of Washington, reporting on MPJ. It's true. It was actually funny enough because any decommit from Washington and went to Missouri, so maybe it was a Washington reporter. <laughs> um, <laughs> McDavid. McDavid, 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 one of the best goals I've ever seen. I've seen some nice goals. I know I haven't watched like the most hockey in my life. I've been a huge hockey fan for a lot of my life, just more playing than watching. And, uh, man, that goal was so filthy. It was so filthy. It was so nasty. Even I noticed how nasty it was. Oh, I know literally nothing about hockey. Nate, you're the person I actually saw from first. I had to go to Twitter and look it up to watch it so the phone didn't reverse around when I watch your videos. I don't understand why my phone does that. That's just so That's funny. Two but... videos in a row that it's flipped the second part of the video upside down. I know it's what? funny, but either way, McDavid's uh, PSA 10 Young Guns is just doing really well this year, up 42, 43%. Uh, man, he is going to be one of the all time greats. This is, it seems like a home situation, except he hasn't won any, any uh, Stanley Cup or anything. And uh, he's a little bit older than Mahomes, I think, or just right there. But he's been playing longer than Mahomes because they come in so young when they're so good. And uh, this card was up high last year, around, I think, $4,000. It tanked down to, like, $2,300, $2,400. Anyone that bought that, major props to you because this guy's a stud, super stud. I actually have an OPC Platinum SGC 8.5 rookie that I've had for the last, like, three years now. I have a McDavid rookie still somehow. I'm happy I do. Um, but, dang, he, he's amazing. I love and if it. You haven't, if you haven't seen the goal, go to Twitter or go to Google. It doesn't matter. And look up Connor McDavid goal. Please, I please to you, it will be the first thing that shows up. And he went one on five or one on four, one on five. And and it wasn't like got five guys spread out. They were like super close to him. And he it, still got through all those guys. It was some of the best stick handling I've seen. Like dudes were really trying to poke check him, lift his stick and stuff. And man, is nice. What's up, Michael Brown, dude? It's been so long. Wow. It's been so long. A name that I haven't seen in a long time. But I remember who you are. I don't forget. I'm so happy you're here. Michael Brown, good to see you. Uh, I'm glad we're still going today. It allowed Michael Brown to join the stream. Maybe that's why. Maybe uh, he uh, hey, landed a new Michael, job or something. Michael, I you know maybe you can't join at 5 to 6. But news for you, Thursday, 
Thursday, I'm doing breaks 5 to 10 o'clock at night Central Time. So if you can uh, tune in a little bit, please do. Also, we have giveaways. For sure. And we'll reiterate that in about five minutes, Pierre, probably after Nate gets done oh, with his. Uh... Wait, what is this? I don't know. How'd what this, is it, Nate? How'd, the, how'd this show up here? It seems to tell me that Arsenal won one to nothing and then won one to nothing and then won three to nothing and then won three to one. That's weird. Uh, you can move on. Oh, wait, what's this? Wait, you missed October. Go back. <laughs> Where's October? You're dumb. You didn't put it in. No, I did. I put three in a row. Did you, you put two it? Septembers in there. There's two Septembers here. Oh, son of a gun. Well, okay. That, that ruined. Little, t- Needless to say, <clears throat> Arsenal, eight in a row. In the last 10 games, eight wins, two ties. And uh, draws. Well, whatever. Ties, draws. Europe, Europe, Europe. They don't know how to speak English. Um... Says the American. <laughs> uh, so you know, eight no, two draws. Who's counting? Not me. I, it doesn't doesn't matter. Me, fifth place, whatever. <laughs> Nate, is it very uh, whatever a well known fact that you declare your fandom right before this streak happened? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Let's see. Saturday, September 11th. So the Wednesday, that would have been Wednesday the seventh. Um, Eighth. Tenth would be Friday. Eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. Yeah, eighth. eighth. Okay. So eighth. September the eighth, I declared my allegiance to Arsenal. And all they've done since then is win slash Tigers. And here we are, the top five in the Premier League right now. Can you believe Arsenal started the year bomb five? People are talking about relegation possibly. And we I think I made a post about it too. So I was talking about it as well. Um, but here they are tie or right at fifth place if they were to snag a w and liverpool loses this up wait they play against each other this weekend if they beat liverpool they will be in the top four no, no, the 20th the 20th they play the 20th oh i thought was, that's my bad never mind two weekends from now uh also west ham at three and man U not even the top five sorry to anyone's a man U fan julian really uh really sorry about that but west ham has been really really nice this year as well wait who's that at first name what chelsea first place Oh, yeah, man. we can't all choose the um, – that'd be like cheering for the Yankees or the Lakers. Wait, 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 what you're wait. Doing. Let's, all right, so anyone that follows baseball, you know what run differential is. Well, GD in this column here is goal differential. First place, Chelsea, 23, plus 23. Man City, plus 16. West Ham, plus 10. Liverpool, plus 20. Arsenal, zero. Sometimes what it's better be lucky, lucky than good. What a lucky bunch. Hey, I, hey, I hey as, as a Brewers fan, Aaron, you a Brewers fan, who watched a atrocious offense, but a good defense and pitching lead your team to the playoffs. You should be a fan of a zero goal differential because the Brewers, for most of the season, before they got Willie Adamas and got really good at offense until September, um, they could not score runs and they had to win games two to one, one to zero. You yeah, know, one of the funny thing, Chelsea's got the best back line in the Prem. And they got plus 23 goal differential with an offense that's been struggling. Attack, I should say. Attack that's been struggling. Is there a attack <laughs> well, because a... Mason Mount stinks? No, because he's been injured, ill, camping, whatever. Dude. I'm, I'm, not, I'm so mad about that. I don't even want to talk about Mason Mount and his injuries this year because he finally got going. And then, nope, you got to get sick. I don't know what happened there, but you got to get sick. Like, you probably couldn't control that either. So, sorry, Mason Mount, for getting mad. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a huge collection of you, if you're wondering. <laughs> uh 
we're going to reiterate this to end the live stream today. Hour and a half now. Thank you all for hanging out. 100 viewers in here and more the entire time, which is big Good time. Stuff. So that was really fun. Good stuff. Thank you, guys. Uh, Nate, I, I said it last time, so why don't you go ahead and, and promote yourself? Um, so, everyone, usually I did Wednesday breaks, but now we are changing it up. We are trying to get people that have, you know, day jobs that can't join in at 2 p.m. or don't live overseas or whatever the case may be that you can't join in at 2 p.m. Maybe you just don't want to... Uh, use your work computer to go on YouTube to watch this when you're supposed to be doing work, whatever it might be. Uh, we decided to move my Wednesday break to Thursday, five o'clock central time to 10 o'clock central time so that more people can join in and um, at least, you know, chat and talk to each other and watch us pull some heaters. Hopefully, you know, pull some really good stuff. We got a number of cases in, so there's gotta be at least some good cards in those cases. One would imagine, right, Aaron? Some insane. I'm open for some insane cards. I am feeling a gold Jamar Chase kaboom. I am feeling a gold Jamar, Jamar oh, Chase kaboom on this case. I would freak out. I would freak out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, and, and you know, maybe we'll get another sweet Chase Claypool or two. Uh, but that would be magic. So he'll somehow manage to get the Steelers in every box we break. For sure. Um, and uh, so we're doing that. Thursday, we have uh, Chinese New Year Revolution from 2019. We've got 2020 Revolution. We've got um, Obsidian from 2019, Obsidian from 2020. We've got Prism Retail from 2020. Um, so, you know, going Lamella Ball, Silver Hunting, or Pink Pulsar Hunting if we're lucky. Oh. Uh, we got some 2021 Tops Chrome. And I know it's not everyone's favorite, but it's pretty cheap and also... Um, there's a you know there's just a ton of guys in that set that could become stars and if you can buy in cheap right now and a couple of them do you're going to be sitting pretty and then we have a full case of 2020 Bowman Chrome um which I really like Luis Matos those types of guys um looking better and better by the day for 2020 Bowman Chrome uh and so you look at all that stuff and we have some optic retail um, just some really good stuff and should be a really, really, really fun time to rip. And if we fill out, if you jump on slabstocks.com and we fill out all of our stuff, guess what? We will put up more. If you and, want more, we will put up more. And all $600 plus in giveaways will be given away for sure. We're going to be doing giveaways throughout the night as product gets ripped, but we will be doing all $600 plus in giveaways that night if we can get these different breaks to sell out. Uh, which we already have some are almost all sold, uh, sold out. Like the the basketball mixed break is is almost sold out, um, which is really exciting. Kaboom is an absolute, correct? Yes, Magic. Kaboom is an absolute. Uh, 2021 absolute football has got kabooms. We're giving away. You wanna you wanna increase this a little bit so we can? Yes, sir. We're giving away an optic cello. Then this is at least 2020 revolution. Lamelo and Anthony Edwards hunting. Look at Nate. He's a model, guys. Tops Chrome. Jumbo. That's five autos in that bad boy. Not the two. That's a jumbo. Uh, five autos color. and 12 packs. And Optic Mega Box. So, you know, more Lamello hunting. Um, and all three of those boxes guaranteed. Guaranteed being given away during our stream Thursday night. There we go. Nate's guaranteeing it. 
I will stamp my guarantee approval on it too, not Nate to stamp his guarantee approval on it. Uh, but we will try to be doing sporadically throughout the night. Like, we're probably not just going to drop it one time because we know not everyone can be there at that specific time. So we'll do them throughout the night. Um, so please come along. I'm going to, I'm going, I'm driving up to Nate and, uh, we are going to be ripping these. I mean, I'm going to let Nate rip them. I'm going to be there to support, uh, help out with all the listing and what, whatnot, uh, sorting, uh, but slabstocks.com slash shop. Uh, we do really appreciate the support. Like I said, you know, all this gets reinvested in, into the community, um, one way or another. If you, re- if you realize it specifically yourself or not, it does. Um, slab Socks pro would not be a thing without this, all the free content that goes through YouTube and Instagram would not be a free, would not be available for, without slab socks breaks. I um, mean, it really is what keeps us going. So if you do, I'm um, appreciate what we do support us. Um, if you would like, and it, like we said, at the very least, we'd love to just have you at the live stream on Thursday at 6 PM Eastern time, uh, veterans day too. So we'll be able to give thanks to those that, uh, really have served us and, uh, even given us the chance to do this in the first place, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, Nate, I think that's all I got for today. Yep. There we go. Submit a question in the live chat. Y'all did throughout the stream today. Uh, thanks. Thank you so much, Tech. Uh, thank you to Rob, Magic, everyone in here that watched say that threw in a comment that uh, is listening on podcasts later or watch the YouTube live stream back later as well. We appreciate you all once again. And I will be live tomorrow uh, on Tuesday, hopefully, for this Merlin Chrome soccer. It's my favorite set of the entire year, for real. Uh, Slapsex.com slash shop, just a couple packs. Can maybe get you some sweet rookies or some sweet color or an autograph. And uh, I'd be happy to open some of that tomorrow for you all on uh, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. So we'll catch you all next time. Nate, thanks for joining. And uh, see you all next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for this YouTube live stream. See you guys.